Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, Kimberly, Thumbelina, Murgatroyd. I thought you were going to say Kimberly Corona. No, I wouldn't. I would not. I would not put that on you. Thank God. You know, I'm. I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant to ask you how you are. But since I've been locked in a house with you for 72 hours, I know how you are. (laughs) But how are you dealing with me? Is really what I want to know. Listen, that is the the million dollar question right there because. You can't sit still. I know. Like this is, you are not, it's funny because you are introverted. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like you've been preparing for this all of all of your life, mm-hmm. but you also can't sit still. And now the gym is closed. The restaurants are closed. Every, life is closed. Everything is closed. But listen, as much as I would like to make this about me, really, I think we have, sorry, I'm having a little mic trouble levels here, but I think we got it leveled out. Um, I really want to make this about everyone listening to this right now, because we, we're we making a little light conversation banter here so that we can we can comfort the we people that are, in. we can ease into this. So I guess... I'm just going to throw some questions out at you, okay? Because I'm a guy that likes to ask questions. So how are you handling this? That's what I want to know. Oh my God, you just asked me that. I want to ask you again. Again. I want to, more formally. formally. Not just in the the chit-chat pre-show banter, but but really, how are you really doing? Uh, I'm good, actually. I'm leaning into this. You know, so the kids are out of school. Um, Sophia's home now until at least April 13th. That could be extended. Who knows? So I'm leaning and today, in. today, the recording of this is the 17th of March. Right. So she it's a month and she's been out since Friday. So we basically have over a month uh, homeschooling Sophia, 
and, um, you know, quite literally being a full-time family. So I'm making a conscious decision to lean into it because if I go into crazy and I go into panic and I am watching the news 24-7 and in taking in this, this negative energy of social media, then this is going to imprint on Sophia and she is going to feel the stress. She is going to feel the energy shift. She is going to feel that negative vibration and it's going to make this utter living hell. So I'm choosing to lean into the positive and see the positive because the way I'm personally looking at this is the universe went, okay, shit's hitting the fan. The environment's a mess. Politics are a mess. We're we're on the verge of wars. People are getting killed. I'm going to slow you all the fuck down for a second. And I'm going to give the entire world the same disease. So you guys, you can't say it's different because of your religion, your race, where you live, your income level. Tom Hanks has it. And I'm sure the really um, low income will have it too. So... This doesn't. This this breaks all barriers, right? It's. Uh, I'm, not, I'm. I'm trying Don't to find cough. the trying to find the ele- the elegant words here. It, it's the thing that affects everybody. It's kind of like you know, not not to use a uh, a bad analogy, but it's like death, right? None of us are escaping oh, yeah. any of this. That's a good analogy. Well, look, I mean, like it's 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 the great equalizer. That's the there word I'm go. looking for. Like it doesn't matter who you are, race, religion, creed, income level. We are all affected. You know, this morning I was on the phone. Uh, talking to, you know, some coaching clients and talking to people that are in the mastermind and talking to uh, vendors that are associated with doing the mastermind. So, you know, I was literally all over the world, you know, talking to friends in Seattle and, you know, they're shut in, talking to friends in LA and they're shut in and Athens. And yeah, it's not um, like there's like a typhoon in one area of the world and they're in massive disaster, but the rest is chilling. Like yeah. we're all going through the same thing, but we are all reacting differently, you know? And I have to mention this because, you know, we love Italy, obviously. And in Italy right now, they're on on legit lockdown, like not allowed to leave the house. You can get tickets for leaving the house uh, if you're living in the cities. And so in the cities, there's videos posted where people are singing and playing instruments from their balconies in unison, like a band, and they're entertaining each other. And they're doing what should be done, which is raising the vibration because joy and laughter and happiness are high vibing emotions. Fear, despair, and all of those are low vibing emotions. One's going to spiral you up. One's going to spiral you down. While you can't control the circumstance, you can control the reaction. You know, the way I'm looking at this is anytime you want to make a change in a behavior, you have to get outside of your familiar and normal self and you have to step into something that is very unknown to you and frankly, unfamiliar. So when you are in panic and fear and worry and everybody around you is in panic and fear and worry, that becomes sort of your default familiar thing. So to be able to step into a an emotion or a feeling that is just not comfortable for you to be in really is a skill set and a practice that you know, we try and practice every day here in this house with mindset. You know, we 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 fail more often than uh, more often than not, but we you know we make the attempt. So I'm going to ask you a weird question, and the question is, what would you say is the best part of this for you? 
I, I, again, I feel like I'm getting the nudge from the universe that this is meant to slow us down. Like it never rains in California and it's rained like 10 days straight. So there is something going on, you know, karmically, universally, whatever, that is slowing us down and saying, we need to stop. We need to connect. We need to disconnect. We need to reset. And that's what I'm using this for. So my favorite part of this, to be honest, is just reconnecting with you, with Sophia. And even today, we went for a walk. Don't tell anybody. We went for a walk. And Rob was like, look at this tree. Look at the roots. Like things that we were too busy to notice before, we're noticing. Being able to play school with Sophia, and she's excited about it. I'm excited about it. We want to see what we can create together. I think that's amazing. And again, like just being able to lean in and connect deeply, that's one thing I'm really, really excited about and loving. But another thing that I'm loving is I am a sucker for like positive do-gooding type things. Do-goodery. And do-goodery, if you will. And, you know, we're in Hermosa here. As of now, we don't have any cases in Hermosa. But people are flooding our community message boards with, you know, if any elderly need help, if any elderly need toilet paper or food, or I'll cook meals for you. And like the kindness that is going around. And every time the sun shows, you know, you see a family together, all together walking down the street or riding bikes with a six foot distance to anybody else. But they're doing it. And I just, I don't know. There's something so beautiful about seeing the good come out of people. And I think that's what I'm loving the most. All right. So I'm going to ask you a question that you don't like. What's the worst part for you? Um, and if you, you hear, you just if you, heard it. If you, if you hear, <laughs> you if you it. hear mommy, that's yeah. because guess what? We are home with little Sophia. Yeah. But what's so, the worst part for you? Well, the worst part is going to be the interruptions that um, I'm going to have to get used to, right? I work from home. Uh, I worked from home for the last five years. This is nothing different for me. I understand it's a very big adjustment for a lot of people. It's hard to focus at when you're working from home when you could just binge watch Netflix. But that for me is kind of easy and I'm happy to share some tips on that. What's less easy is being interrupted, doing the tasks that I wasn't interrupted in previously. Mm. Like earlier, I was doing a workout and um, Sophia joined me in the workout, which was amazing. And then her joining me in the workout ended up being her crawling on top of me while I'm doing push-ups. And then I was doing something and she fell and then she's crying. And so now my workup workout is interrupted. So the the interruptions, like right now we're shooting a podcast and we, you know the peanut gallery probably wants more veggie straws. So it's like that thing is going to be the hardest, I think for me that and probably, I think you on day six should be like Spider-Man crawling the walls. And I think that's probably going to be hard. Yeah, the hard, the hardest part for me right now is really twofold. I mean, the, the first thing that's the biggest challenge is the gym. I did not expect that not being able to go to the gym was going to affect me in the way that it has affected me. I use, I use that time to, you know, go through sort of a process that just allows me to 
clear my head, clear my mind, jump on the cardio machine, lift the weights, you know, listen to, uh, I listen to masterclass while I'm on the, uh, while I'm on the cardio. And, and that time of day is such a, it's such a sacred time. Like I hate to use, that's a little dramatic to use that word, but it's, it's such a sacred time for me to be able to just work out, you know? And so like the ability to not do that is, uh, is a big challenge for me right now. The other thing that is really upsetting me about this is, you know, look, I I don't want to be, I don't want to come on here and say like, you know, um, look, look how great our life is. We set it up to be able to work from home and we have, you know, it's, we're, we're largely unaffected by this because that sounds, you know, obnoxious. And I don't want to say well, that. Well, and it's not true. We're not largely unaffected by this. I, right. But, you know, what, in comparison what I'm, to the people. That, well, with, that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to point out when I'm, yeah. what I'm mostly sad about is I've got a lot of friends that are doctors that are in service industries that own corporations and I'm really, I'm worried about them because, you know, I ran, you know, we ran a business, you know, a brick and mortar business. And very often with businesses, like, let's not bullshit each other. Like you're sometimes, you know, you're having a low month and you're trying to figure out how the hell am I going to make meet payroll? How am I going to get through this? Hopefully we'll have a good week next week. Well, if you take people like, um, I was having a conversation with uh, one of my friends who's a doctor today and he's like, you know, I'm grateful to be open. Um, because dentists are closed and I didn't even know that dentists are shut down. So like if you're a dentist and you know, you've got a staff and you have to keep that thing running, how the fuck are you keeping that thing going, you know, for 30 days or three weeks or whatever? I mean, the overhead is ginormous and you know, a new dentist, they don't have the reserves. So like those kinds of things, it's like, you know, every, every day I think of a new thing that I didn't think about, like driving down the road and looking and seeing, like I just went, uh, I went to the store, don't tell anybody. I went to the store and I'm, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking at the restaurants as I pass them and it's, you know, it's apocalyptic, right? There's, there's nobody that's inside these restaurants. Well, they and can't I'm, be, they're shutting them down. They're shutting them down. And so I'm thinking like, you know, how do, you know, restaurant owners, they work on a very small margin, you know, maybe 10%, 12%, whatever it is, it's not much. And they're shut down. And so people don't, you know, like, yes, they're doing takeout, but like a lot of people are just not going out. So that is, that is one of the things that I, I like, I can't stop thinking about being a, uh, a business owner. How about you? But you said the other day, you know, in times like this, there is opportunity. So Sarah Blakely had posted um, the other day about this exact thing, right? She posted about what was it? The flu of, hold on, let me pull it up real quick so I don't act like an idiot. Um, In the flu, uh, no, I'm sorry, just kidding. See, it was going to be an idiot. So she posted something and said, when the Great Plague of London was going around in 1665, Cambridge University was shut down and Isaac Newton was forced to stay home. During this time, he invented calculus, parts of optic theory, and allegedly while sitting in his garden, he saw an apple fall from a tree that inspired his understanding of gravity and the laws of motion. Now, whether that's all true or not, I think the message is clear. There is an opportunity here and there's an opportunity to play stupid idea time. This is the best time to play stupid idea time when your back is against the wall and when you need to get creative again. So right now, maybe you're home, maybe you're remote working, you have time, you have nothing but time, right? 
you hopefully have some wine, pour yourself a glass and start dreaming again. What would you love your life to look like? Like the next 30 days, people are not going to have the weekend, um, you know, trips, the daily trips to Target and all of the things that consume our days. And we're going to have a real minimalist experience here. We're seeing what's truly important, health, family, community, connection, all of these things. So play stupid idea time. What do you want your life to look like? What after the coronavirus is gone? Because it will leave. You know, this too shall pass. It's already passing in China, in South Korea. This is not something that's going to be here forever. Now, the financial damage can be devastating, but take this next four, six, eight weeks to brainstorm what you're going to do. How could you do it different? What could you do better? If you have a brick and mortar business now, is there something that you could be doing in addition to having that business that would create a second leg of income for your family? Here's what this comes down to for me. And hopefully this this is what I was trying to say at the beginning, not so well. You need to act greater than you feel right now. You need to act greater than you feel right now. It is not, it is very easy to commiserate. It is very easy to find all of the shit that is wrong in the world, but it is not easy to act greater than you feel. But I will tell you this, if you pull it off, you will be in the history books for creating, maybe not the history books, maybe that's a little dramatic, but you could potentially create something like there are more, I read the other day, there were more millionaires created during depre- the depression, like people with like true wealth than created during um, great economic times. Yeah, because your back is against the wall and you, and you have gotta to figure do it, it out. You got to figure it so out. So like you can come out of this, right? Let's say you have 30 days at home. You can come out, of, you can work out. You can, you've been saying, I don't have time. I don't have time. Guess what? I don't have time is no longer an excuse. That one just got checked right off the box, Right. I don't have time is no longer your excuse. So whether you wanted to try a new hobby, maybe you want to cook more, maybe you want to work out, maybe you want to eat better, maybe you want to write a book, whatever it is. Maybe you wanted to start a podcast, build a website, start a blog. I don't know. Whatever it is that you wanted to do, you've got 30 days to cook that idea and to start it and to build momentum. I'll give you an example. We have been doing videos of Sophia since she basically came out of the womb. And people have said to us for five years, you should have a YouTube channel for Sophia. She loves to shoot science and, you know, art. And she likes to shoot all these videos and, you know, be silly and whatever, but provide some value. And we've posted them in our social media, but, you know, every time it's been brought to me, you should do a YouTube channel. I'm like, do I really have time to do a YouTube channel? Well, guess what? I do now. And yesterday, I created a YouTube channel for Sophia. So where will this go? Who knows? But she's having fun doing it. We have 30 days to bank as many videos as humanly possible and to see if there's anything in this, you know, whether it's just providing value or look, that little kid Ryan made like $20 million. So I'm thinking there is something there if possible. So why not try, right? Well, let me let me ask you this before we wrap up here. What would you hope, other than the YouTube channel you just mentioned, what would you hope to have accomplished when this debacle is behind you? In other words, if you can like, if you can like show like I did this during this period of time, what what 
product, and I'll put quotes in the word product, what product would you like to have produced? Well, I, I think that for us personally, this 30 days, I want to get the majority of our book that we wanted to write launched I, or written. That way it can be launched this summer because that was really my goal. Uh, I'd love to have stayed consistent with um, Sophia in the YouTube channel because she enjoys doing that. I love to make sure we stay consistent in this podcast and grow our audience even bigger by providing massive value. And um, I want to stay consistent with, or get consistent, I should say, with meditation Mm -hmm. and that practice. And I want to come out ready to enjoy my summer. You know, if I'm going to be in confinement for the next four to six weeks, I better come out banging like and ready to fly and enjoy every freaking moment that life has to offer. I love that. So if we can help you guys in any way, please feel free to direct message us to comment in our posts. We you see it. We see everything. I would love it. I would love this. Rob and I have been toying with how can we help and provide the most value. If you think that if we did like a free brain, like stupid idea time workshop where we brought everybody on a Zoom call, you know, social distancing with Zoom, no viruses there. If we bring everybody onto a Zoom call and just kind of brainstorm stupid idea time and make it sort of open format where if you have ideas, maybe we can brainstorm with you and do that a couple of times over the next four weeks or so. If that's something you'd be interested in, screenshot this episode on your phone, like, you know, screenshot the um, whatever you're using to listen to this podcast. I don't know. I don't listen to podcasts, but iTunes, screenshot that, tag Rob and I and say, yes, I would love a stupid idea time brainstorm session and tag us. Because the more we see that, the then if we know that people want this, then we'll do it. But if people aren't going to be all in and actually do the work, then, you know, we're not going to do that. So what do you think about that, Rob? I think it's a great idea. So I think it's a great idea. Screenshot this episode, tag us on IG, and tell us you would love to have a stupid idea time brainstorm sesh. That's it, everybody. Hang in there and remember to act bigger and better and brighter than you feel. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.